0: i'm elaine mccrimmon global director of reputation and external engagement at ab inbev welcome to talking on tap the podcast that takes you inside the world's largest brewer today we speak with pete kramer our chief supply chain officer to hear about ab inbev's innovation and advancements in our supply chain Pete is a fifth-generation brewmaster. Brewing clearly runs in his family and led to his current position as Chief Supply Chain Officer and Chief Brewer. Pete oversees 150 breweries, our vertical operations, logistics, research and development across four continents and 25 countries. Now we've all heard about supply chain and sustainability challenges. It's been in the news. So how is AB InBev building a more resilient and sustainable supply chain? Let's speak to Pete. It is a great opportunity to be joined again by Pete Kramer, our Chief Supply Chain Officer. Pete, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here, Lonnie.
0: Well, a lot's happened since we last spoke. Your role's expanded. Can you talk a little bit about your role now at AB ImBAV and the history of how you got here? Did you always want to be a brewer and lead the supply chain?
1: I think I did. So I've been with our company 33 years and uh, I've been a brewer for a few more years than that. And it actually started when I was very young. My father was brewmaster for uh, Anheuser-Busch and his uncle was our brewmaster for Anheuser-Busch going back to when well, we all had one flurry. And then my father's family goes back to Hungary and his grandfather. So my great-grandfather started a brewery in Hungary called the Kobanya. And then there's another generation, uh, at least one that we know about on the maternal side from there. So, uh, so I'm a fifth-generation brewer, started out brewing beer with the company, started in, in one of our brewers in Tampa, Florida, and slowly just kind of worked my way into doing more and more. So my routine is still important in the, brewing the, the best quality beers that the highest bar would eat, we all have. And uh, But in addition, we have to do a few more things. So we have to purchase all the materials that we need to run our, we in our supply chain. And then, of course, after we brew the beer, we have to get it to market. So we have to, uh, work in organizations set up to need that as well.
0: A fifth generation brewer. And I really know, although your title is Chief Supply Chain Officer, how proud you are to still be our chief brewer. So it's great that that still continues to be part of your role. Now, discussions around the global supply chain has really come to the fore in recent months. And even, I guess, the past two years, when you think about all the impacts that we've had, especially around COVID, how has this affected sort of day-to-day operations at ABI?
1: Well, certainly there are some dynamics going on in the world that are more challenging than they were just a couple of years ago. If we look at how we operate, when we brew our beer, it's mostly local. So we have breweries in most of the markets where we do our business, and usually more than one brewery, and our materials end up being local as well. And that helps us because whenever you operate in a local community, it usually means that a lot of the things that you need are easier to obtain. When you're in a world where shipping across borders, ends up being more of a challenge than it has been in the past. And and if you look at what's been going on the last couple of years with the difficulties with supply chains, a lot of it has to do with transportation and how you move materials and, and supplies across borders. And so we do have some of that. We have less probably than most other companies because beer is local. And where we do have issues with that, we've had to learn. And what we've learned is, you know, we need to use the best tools possible for planning. Planning ends up being the most important skill probably that you can have when you're dealing with supply chain constraints and and learning how to plan better and use better tools to get a better outcome. And in that case, you know, technology is something that has helped us dramatically. There are so many great tools available today that help you collate the data from your supply chain to understand what it is that you have. And you look at all the materials that we have to buy from the barley malt to our hops. For Budweiser, we have to have fresh rice. And of course, all our packaging materials. And when we can use advanced software to help us put together our needs and then uh, put that together with supply that's out there enables us to bridge the two to have a much better outcome.
0: So what would you say are the biggest supply chain challenges
1: right now? Well, we have challenges every day. I can I can tell you about one challenge. You know, a, a recent story is we're building a furnace, a glass facility in Mexico, because you know, for the Corona we need to clear bottles, and their demand so they're growing. And when you try to build that in, with supply chain constraints, what you find is that the suppliers for glass plants are very consolidated, more than only a few suppliers, and the materials come from a few different places and. When we get phone calls daily, the most recent one was electrical cabinets. They come from Germany. And, and there was a problem with the manufacturer that was making them couldn't get the parts in because their parts came from other countries. And, so, and it was going to delay us by, by weeks and weeks and weeks. And our team was able to form a team within our company and cross-functional. And they were able to find parts in the United States They were able to find a company to assemble those parts for us and build cabinets for us in Mexico. So we were able to get the parts together, get them built and get them to the glass plant and still start up on time. And that's a perfect example of the types of hurdles that we have to overcome today that we didn't necessarily. We had some of that in the past, but not to the degree that you see it today.
0: Yeah, it does certainly seem like we've got the balance of both worlds, both being inherently local to be able to leverage that supply chain need at the local level, while where we come to a crunch, actually leveraging the cross-functional nature and leveraging all of our markets to be able to deliver. So if we look to the future, what do you think would be the biggest challenges for the supply chain in the future?
1: One of the major changes that are hitting us as a brewer are our raw materials. Our barley, where we make our malt from, obviously is grown in in our local markets. And as the climate changes, the crops tend to be more varied. So you see this one year where you have this abundance and a very successful crop, and then you make it to the next year where all of a sudden there wasn't as much rainfall. Or what happened to us two years ago, we had massive storms right during harvest. And in fact, that happened in Canada just this last year. And I get the phone call and says, well, the group locally will say, hey, uh, Pete, by the way, this this crop that we were going to harvest yesterday is not there anymore because we had an ale store <laughs> right in the middle of harvest. And and so those are the types of things that over time we seem to have more and more of. And that brings out the importance to, to have programs to deal with it. So for barley, we have a barley breeding boat. And it's Fort Collins, Colorado. And Nikki, who runs that for us. She is connected with our brewers and the quality of materials that we need. And what we do over time is we breed in solutions to the difficulties that we have. So if one of the major difficulties, which actually is, is drought, then we breed in varieties of barley that are able to withstand lower levels of water or periods of higher temperature in and, and dry conditions and still give us a barley that we can brew excellent beer with but also gives us more supply under those conditions. So those are the types of things that we have to do. That applies to all of our crops. So we have to do the same thing for hops. And we're seeing that we have to start doing the same thing for rice. But if you take those kinds of actions, you can brew high quality materials, high quality beer, and you can get the quantities that you need. The other thing we find too is as the industry leader, you know, somebody has to watch out for the whole industry to make sure that we all have the materials and so we try to assume that role at the countries that especially where we're a large portion of the industry to ensure that all of us have the barley bar programs meet the needs of all
0: yeah, I can see there's a real opportunity within supply chain to really drive sustainability and really being able to see that leadership within the, the function across many of our sustainability challenges and goals. They just wouldn't be able to be achieved without that commitment from the team and the the team of teams, I believe, is the way Esge describes it, our chief sustainability officer. Do you have other examples on sustainability of how we've collaborated throughout our supply chain on sustainability?
1: I do. We have, we have a cross-functional group. We, we call it the Sustainability Council. And that's how we connect all the different parts of our company to make sure that our sustainability agenda is one that makes real progress so that we have a positive impact on the world and helps us decide, you know, make some of the major decisions that we need to as a company to sustain our business, but sustain the environment around us. And we have many, many examples. We use a lot of technology to help us boil in our brew houses with the same quality but using much less steam. In fact, we've patented a process for that. And it's used industry-wide. And it's a major portion of the energy that we use to brew beer that we're able to reduce. And we have a whole list of projects like that. And we have partners as well. We have major companies like Siemens and Schneider Electric, and they have programs that we've been able to integrate and optimize for the needs that we have to reduce our carbon footprint and to be more sustainable. And so that's how we're approaching it. And we have the same thing for water usage. We have the same thing for, we're working on recycling and working on connecting with our farmers to, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about barley breeding, but there are many agricultural practices that can be improved to make our incoming barley more sustainable as well. So we have efforts in those areas.
0: Yeah, it does definitely seem to be embedded throughout the way we work and the way we approach our entire supply chain. Turning now to what you talked about earlier in terms of data and analytics and how this is something that's really helped the decision making of the team and being able to use these tools and technology. Can you give a few examples as to how those tools have really equipped people to be more agile, especially when we've had to pivot when the supply chains come to a crunch?
1: We have a program that we call supply chain of the future. we call it a platform. It's one of the major strategies that we have. And with the supply chain of the future, there are really three components. And the first piece, the core of the whole program is about our people and the stability of our base business. And so that was the first focus that we had. And we have these management systems that we've built over time that are based on best practices across the globe and how you build the front line of a company to brew the highest quality product and do it consistently. And then the second piece is how do you take that group that is now doing the basics very well and enable them with better tools and capabilities to perform at a higher level, to brew the beer of even higher quality and to give you more consistency and less losses, things like that. And that's where we really use data and analytics. And that is where all the technology that exists today to be able to collect data, put it in a format in a database where it's accessible by all. And then we have these applications that are built to extract that data and put it in a format so that the individuals that are running our process can use it to make better decisions and understand what it is that they need to go work on. So the technology has really helped us to bring the data analytics out and put it in a format that makes it very useful for the business and adds a lot of value. And it's had major implications for improvement and consistency, quality cost, sustainability is that of the gains in sustainability come from the improvement in the use of data and analytics.
0: You know, Pete, there is so much for you and the entire team to be proud of in order for us to be able to get our beers to our consumers and our customers at the right place at the right time. I know it's never short of a challenge, but I'm super happy that we've been able to share this with our listeners. And I can't wait to have you back on the show, Pete.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Lee. Always excited to talk about our process and about brewing beer.
0: Thank you. So as you've heard, we are transforming our supply chain from seed to sip by innovating through discovery, development, and scaling our technology. We can deliver fresh beer to markets across the world while keeping sustainability a top priority. Thank you to Pete for being a great guest on our podcast. And of course, a big thanks to our listeners. Remember, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to AB InBev's social channels so you can stay ahead of what's coming up. We are AB Bev.
2: This is Elise Puma from the AB and Bev legal team. This podcast was recorded and is being made available by AB Bev solely for informational purposes and is general in nature. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed or provided in this podcast, including by speakers who are not officers, employees, or agents of AB Bev, are not necessarily those of AB Bev and may not be current. AB Bev does not make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any of the content contained in this podcast nor does AB Bev offer any sort of legal, financial, or other advice in the podcast content. Any liability, therefore, is expressly disclaimed. Certain of the statements may have been forward-looking in nature and based on current expectations and views of future events and developments of the speakers, and are naturally subject to uncertainty and changes in circumstances. AB does not undertake any obligation to provide any form of update, amendment, change, or correction to any of the information, statements, comments, views, or opinions set forth in this podcast.